is a Bulldog Radio podcast. The Ferris State Bulldogs have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open! Taylor is going to take this one to the house! Touchdown Bulldogs! It's the MBSP Season 4, Episode 9. It's Joe Nagy along with Brandon Worth across from me. What a show we have for you guys today. Carson Goker from the Ferris State football team will be joining us shortly for a great interview. Can't wait to get into that. But Brandon, seasons are changing here on the Big Rapids Ferris State campus. Dude, it's going to be a good one. New sports are coming in. Old sports are coming in too. It's going to be a good time. Can you believe we've made it to hockey already? Dude, it's weird that we've been in school five weeks already. Yeah, it's almost literally, we're over a quarter of the way through, guys. Isn't this crazy? That's insane. Time flies when you're having fun. It really does. But going to be a great show. Fair State Sports Report, as always, will preview all the sports, including the new ones back in action this weekend, as well as give our analysis and picks for College Football Week 5 and NFL Week 4. Going to be a great show, great interview on deck. So without further ado, let's swing it to the interview. Now joining us in studio, Carson Golker, Ferris State quarterback, is here with us. Carson, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Carson, first question for you. Huge performance from you on the ground last week against Waldorf. You know, what were your first thoughts, especially that 63-point win, 69-3 final score? I mean, for us, it was just more about, like, going into the game and seeing what we could do, not worrying about the opponent, because obviously they were an NAI school, so we kind of knew that going into it, and we just wanted to take care of our business. For sure. And uh, play our game, I guess, and not play down to the competition. Yeah, for sure. You guys definitely took off in that second quarter, especially you with three rushing touchdowns alone in that quarter. Just talk about uh, your role with uh, a lot of these other great quarterbacks. You still got Malik, Evan, and Jesse in the room, but uh, they're giving you opportunities at the goal line. You're taking care of business. Yeah, obviously. I mean, Evan, last game, he did a lot of the dirty work getting us down there, and then TA put me in there at the end. So obviously the stats make me look good, but I mean, there's a lot more that goes into it. Just the long drives, the, the rest of the offense just... I get the easy stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a team effort, really. It's yeah, a team yeah. effort, really. And with Brandon mentioning Malik, I mean, he's having to set out from injury like early on in the season. Kind of what was that like for you, especially being, you know, redshirt freshman, getting the call early in the season and kind of getting pushed into a situation where you got to really, you know, be ready to perform? Yeah, I mean, it was honestly a little bit unexpected. I Against Lenore Ryan, they kind of said, like, be ready to go. I didn't really know exactly what that meant, how much playing time that was going to be. And, I mean, Malik's always there in practice helping me. He's helping everybody. He's still locked in. So mm-hmm. just with him kind of in my ear helping me, it's been great. For sure. Malik's that kind of guy. I mean, we had him on the show, uh, I think, last season. Yeah. Or something like that. And he's he's a great guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you mentioned uh, the great group of quarterbacks. And, obviously, you got a great coach. Obviously, TAM sure helps out a lot. And Coach Rock, just talk about the relationship you have with those guys and uh, how much they've taught you, especially here. Is, this is only – you're still in redshirt freshman season of football. Got a long way to go. Yeah, I mean – Honestly, like, I just love being around those guys. I mean, they're they're hard on you, but because they know that you can be great and they want to get the best out of you every day. So, I mean, it's – I mean, off the field, it's just we're hanging out. And then on the field, I know that they want the best out of us. So, we take their coaching out. Absolutely. And going back to the high school days, you went to Zealand West. Uh, that's one of the cool rivalries in Michigan high school sports. Oh, uh, yeah. Can you kind of talk about what that's like kind of like school-wise with Zealand East as well as, you know, playing sports against them and kind of like sharing some facilities? Yeah. Yeah, so we actually have classes with both schools. I mean, I like my freshman year of high school, I had three classes at East, three at West, and I'd go back and forth every time. It's about a 200-yard walk. And then I'm Zealand at, like, the game day. Like, you're sitting in class with East kids. Like, me and the Zealand East quarterback were actually really good friends. We grew up together. So, I mean, it's really not 
it's more of a rivalry on the field than off the field. Yeah. Like everyone's still friends and stuff. So for sure. But I will say on the field, uh, it reminds me a lot of the Grand Valley Ferris. Yeah, oh, I yes. It. I believe Just it. Just like, <laughs> especially like, because Zealand West, I, I was related to Ferris because Ferris is like, you know, the, the blue collar and all The that. blue collar, not great facilities, you know, old school. And then Grand Valley's all look at me. And I, I always say Zealand East is the same way, all the media attention, all the, all the glamour. But, and then again, Zealand West usually beats Zealand East. So, yeah, you wonder why. We don't like same them. Story, <laughs> same story, different place. Same right? similarities. But, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, playing at Zealand West, you guys ran old school offense, wing T. Just talk about transitioning from that and now in a little bit of a different style with uh, here with Ferris and uh, a much more uh, pro style, more approach uh, as opposed to a very run-heavy offense in high school. Yeah, I always get made fun of because they say I'm playing real quarterback now for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I had a lot to learn. I've come a long ways from when I first got here. But, I mean, I didn't think it the transition was too difficult. It's more just kind of figuring out the reads mm-hmm. and reading defenses and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Taking that next step is always a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not too bad, um, especially with the team heading to Finley uh, this week. They're a strong team. Record book night might show uh, these past couple of times there's been the meetings, but they're a team that is a good rival and is going to be uh, really producing some great players. You know, What's the been the approach for practice this week with the team trying to get ready for the, for the big road trip? Yeah, again, our approach is always the same. It's always about us. I mean, yeah, we scout them and what they do and – what their personnel is, but we really, at the end of the day, focus on us and what we can do. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really change week to week, I guess. For sure. Yeah, and you uh, obviously had a very successful career in high school as well. And uh, her rumor has that you played on the defensive side at linebacker, not the prototypical defensive back transition uh, for a lot of quarterbacks. Just talk about uh, the the. Have you had co- conversations with Coach Hodges? Has he ever said, you know, hey, we we could use you in depth chart? I mean, it might be possible. <laughs> I mean, you are a pretty big dude. I won't lie. Yeah, Hodge, last year a little bit, he'd always joke about it, like, oh, come to the defense, you're always welcome. <laughs> I mean, he's always trying to recruit people to the defense, but, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy on offense. I don't really necessarily miss defense. Don't yeah. miss the hits. Or, like, like scoring yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's always more fun, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite plays? Are you more like a – you like to run more or you like to pass more? Um, I'm more comfortable running. It comes more natural, I guess, just because transitioning from the wing tee. Yeah. I never had to make all the pass reads. So. For sure. I would say running for now, but yeah, that ain't too bad. Yeah, how much did you uh, like go separate on your off time, especially coming into Ferris? Did you do a lot of passing work, or has that come kind of naturally in camp and uh, so far through your first couple years? I mean, I've obviously you can throw on throwing on air and stuff, but it really a lot of the transitions come like in practice throwing like Skelly against our defense and. I mean, our defense is the best in the country, so yeah. obviously playing against them every day helps a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Development there is really going to help out, and especially with traveling this week, it's always kind of a tough obstacle for teams. You know, How do you personally kind of make sure to stay locked in You know, right from when you get on the bus to when the final whistle sounds of the game? I try to stay loose pretty like, you know, just any other day until like the game starts, obviously, mm-hmm. then you got to lock in in the pregame and stuff. But I feel like for me, if as long as I stay loose before the game and don't get all pent up and – tight before the game it usually helps me play better for sure yeah are you a music guy do you like to get the beats on lock in is there a specific playlist you're going to every game or is nah. it just kind of how you feel on that given day i mean day sometimes just... if i have my airpods on me i'll throw them in and throw some country music on because that's about all i listen to oh okay who's your favorite country artist uh jordan davis probably yeah, oh, respect. Okay. respect i like it i like but it other than, i don't necessarily always do music sometimes i'm just kind of hanging out yeah but... just hanging out with the boys 
Yes. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes being too tense actually hurts you. I've definitely learned that the hard way. Yeah, for sure. And especially, I mean, you mentioned Coach Hodges, and we mentioned how the team's kind of more blue-collar. You know, what's that like for you to be able to kind of embody that blue-collar Bulldogs type of mentality for the team? I think it's more of just a toughness mentality. Like, mm-hmm. our motto was embrace the suck because, you know, the rubber room where we left, it's nothing special. Like, <laughs> so that's just kind of always been the motto. Like, oh, it sucks. Like, just embrace it and get through it. So. Yeah, and we, you just mentioned the rubber room now. Uh, officially getting the cap in, having that nice facility downstairs. I just talk about what that means for you and the football guys because, I mean, for the last couple of years, uh, you guys were lifting in a classroom before you came. So just talk about that transition, all the stories you've heard from going to the basement up to the rubber room and now having a really nice facility for you guys to train. Yeah, I mean, they were, the older guys, I never listed in the, the old weight room, but they just said it was just hot and sweaty and muggy. And it was. No, <laughs> no, no one really got excited to go lift. And now, I mean, with the the new one it's like you walk in there and you look around and you're like holy cow like yeah. this is sweet and everyone's excited to be there which is i think makes a difference that's cool yeah for sure and especially with the teams being teams teams defense being so dominant sorry i'm stumbling over here how important is it for you knowing that you know if you might have a little bit of a mistake or some on the offensive side they're there to back you up and vice versa yeah um it's a big confidence boost i mean there's been a lot of times this year where we put the defense in a tough spot with just bad snaps or fumbles like back him away up and they still they don't allow a touchdown from the three yard line so i mean for offense it just gives us a little like oh if we mess up they they got our back which is which is nice for, for sure. sure that's what make it's great teams and it definitely has shown so far uh one more question for you carson we appreciate your time we ask every athlete on the show uh what's your favorite thing about being a ferris state bulldog i think it's the people like i don't think there's a place other than here where the people are just so kind and just welcoming so i'd say the people for sure. Well, That's Carson, cool. thank you so much for coming on the show. Wish you the best luck with Finley and the road trip coming up. Uh, but thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Once again, huge thanks to Carson for coming on the show. Got a busy week, especially with the road trip going to Finley. We're going to hop right into the Fair State Sports Report. Start off with football always. Going to be taking on Finley, obviously, like I just said. Can't wait for this game. Going to be a big noon kickoff. Uh, Ferris, obviously, going to try to keep on the undefeated streak. Finley was a team that kind of gave us a couple fits two years ago, almost upsetting us at home. But last year, uh, when we played them, kind of rolled them over when they were at home as well. So Finley right now is 1-3 on the season. Uh, has played Ashland, who is a ranked team, and then some other good teams as well. Have not really been having the offensive firepower like they have had these past couple years, and their defense has kind of been struggling as well. So it's going to be a good one. Finley's going to be a good test regardless of their record. It is kind of a... Is it, I would say it's a rivalry game. Oh, I'd yeah. I'd say we've built up enough of a, of a repertoire with them. Yeah, I think there's history enough for how far back we've played them, and it's been tradition that they've been on our schedule, uh, especially in recent memory. But yeah, Joe, just as you mentioned, this Finley team uh, isn't the same team as we saw a year ago, and especially two years ago, and mm-hmm. we all they almost upset us in that opener, uh, almost hit that two point conversion on that, that was, opening that Thursday was scary night game. game Boy, scary that game. doesn't doesn't it feel like so long ago, dude. That was our freshman year, and they were and they crazy. I also Sheesh. I also meant to say rapport, and say rapport. Rep- repertoire. Rapport, yes, rapport I know exactly what them. you mean. Yep. But but yeah, this team, uh, the Oilers, they have only averaged twenty four points a contest so far. Um, they're definitely a team that has been. Uh, reliant heavily on their defense so far, and um, they've played they've played some solid games, but 
Uh, I mean, really, they had one breakout game offensively against Southwest Baptist two weeks ago. They had they put a 52-burger on them, but they gave up 35. Um, mm. So, I mean, they let Ashland, um, who's been a much better improved football team, um, especially in then Ohio Dominican and North Greenville, were able to slow the tempo down against them. So, uh, I think it's going to be a game where Finley's going to be probably trying some things. Uh, I mean, when you're 1-3, and three, you obviously got to change something up uh, going in against this team just because uh, they know what they're getting into, right? Mm-hmm. They they know um, they that their weakness is stopping the ball on the ground, and you know TA is going to put it on the ground, and yeah. uh, they're going to get that running attack going. So they're going to throw some different looks at you. They're probably going to throw in um, some blitz schemes. They're probably going to have uh, heavily assignment-driven um, secondary as well um, as linebackers are going to have some very much man-to-man assignments, I'm assuming, um, and especially uh, some spies possibly if they really want to try to neutralize that run game. But And then again, we got so many playmakers, and that's what makes this offense so lethal, especially on the outsides. I mean, we can see a lot of the receivers get involved as they allow 240 passing yards a game. So this could be a big game for Tyrese, big game for the X-Man, be a big game for Marcus Taylor, CJ Jefferson. Childress, all those guys. Childress, I mean, pff, that's there's five receivers. There's five right receivers there. who can really who can really do some damage, and um, they're a pretty rushing heavy team, which is gonna be good for our guys up front, like uh, O'Leary, like Jordan and Caleb and stuff like that. I don't think that they're gonna have a lot of success on that, seeing that we are able to penetrate the line very fast and very quickly. It's not gonna give them a lot of time, and I they, not really a lot of teams. Regard, I mean, Waldorf obviously wasn't really a team that could do too much on the front line. But they were just very small. They were just yeah. very small. Yeah, com- yeah. I think their biggest guy was like 6'1", or something like that, and maybe three hundred, maybe 250, 260, or something like that. I can't remember the exacts, but they were a very small offensive line. But you toss back to Lenore Ryan, they didn't have a lot of rushing opportunities. You toss back to Central Washington, they didn't have a lot of rushing opportunities. They kind of had to let the ball get aired out a little bit. So I think if you really shut down their, pa- their rushing, they're going to have to try to you know, switch out the playbook, and they're not the best passing offense, and we have one of the best passing defenses in the country. So expect uh, some dominance, I feel like, from the defense, which is something that we always expect. Uh, but especially with our off, especially with our offense, expect there to be a lot of passing. Expect the big first play of the game, like we've seen these past three games, which is something that I love. But, yeah, we're probably going to run it down their throats and then probably toss the football around, too. Yeah, and this team uh, does one thing very well. Um, they're very disciplined. They don't give the football up too much. Um, not a I lot think, of turnovers. No, not a lot of turnovers. I think three total throughout this whole season. And our our team is very uh, turnover-heavy. to that. Yeah, so uh, I think with our defense, our offense has here. Yeah, right, Joe, we have given the, the, the tendencies sometimes to mm-hmm. put the football on the turf. And that's not – it's not a – a terrible thing when we got such a great defense, but I mean, those are the things you're going to be looking forward to to get Still back don't to McKinney. Want it to happen. You can you can't let turnovers happen because that's derailed us too many times in that department. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're going to clean it up, I'm sure, and uh, we're really confident in this team going through. And it's going to be a great rivalry against Finley, and uh, hopefully come out with a W uh, on Saturday. It's going to be a good one o'clock kickoff. Uh, coverage will be on Sunday, ninety-seven point three. Rob and Sandy on the call. Also, shout out to Rob Bentley. Happy birthday! It's Bentley's birthday today. It is technically as shoot. Thursday. Oh, as today okay, we're recording, so, so it'll be happy belated birthday when this episode text. comes out. So yes, has to say wish happy birthday to the voice of the Bulldogs for sure. And I'm sure they would love to give him a belated birthday present in a dominant. W. Mm-hmm. Those are always the fun ones. Yeah, those are always the fun Wins ones. Wins on your birthdays? Come on. Nothing gets yeah, better than that. It is the best. For and sure. Especially on a road one, that's going to be good too. Yes, but some big slate of games this week, Joe, and the whole bunch, man. scoreboard, man. What whole we got? Whole bunch. Hold up. I messed up and did not pull that up oh, on my old computer, so no. give me a... Don't even worry about it. 
dude. We'll, we'll fill the air real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm excited to see, especially seeing that, I mean, Grand Valley's going to have a pretty good uh, showing out. I forget who they're playing, but it's going to be a good game. I'm excited to see what Michigan Tech's going to be able to do, and especially with Saginaw Valley, who they're going to be able to have for preparation for us coming in pretty soon. Hold up, got to scroll down really far. All right, game time, Saturday, October 1, 2022, at noon. Michigan Tech is going to be taking on Davenport in a number of one or the first uh, non-conference matchup between the two uh, in Grand Rapids at Davenport. Uh, Northern Michigan is going to be taking on Wayne State uh, in their first non-conference matchup, and Saginaw Valley is going to be taking on Grand Valley in their first non-conference matchup. So sneaky game, dude! Battle of the Valleys, sneaky. It's going to be pretty sick. Is Actually, that Saginaw? Where's that GD? It's at Saginaw. Sneaky game. Maybe. Sneaky game. I don't I'm, know. Well, that sneaky that game. one could go either way, really. I'm this interested be, to see. This will be the true test of these two teams. Who's the legit contender? Because mm-hmm. we've seen GV so far this season. We've seen GV Have a couple scares. Stumble. But Saginaw's been on a hot tear. They just started off lower. So Saginaw's offense is just nasty. Yeah, like, they've, they've been killing it on the offensive side. They have. So that's going to be a super fun game to to tune into it definitely be looking back and we'll get you all that recap on mm-hmm. tuesday and, or, excuse cool. me, wednesday's episode so make sure you subscribe for that as well as our youtube channel so you can catch all the best bits of the show i apologize i made a mistake this is what uh michigan tech and davenport are playing for actual gliac because oh, okay. they faced off last week yeah davenport always has their they're really notorious of filling a schedule with a gliac team for a non-conference mm-hmm. selection like we that's did that with wayne weird. state last year that was kind of weird yeah and it was really or i thought it was davenport last year we was it davenport twice. i think we played davenport twice because we it went there and been. then we came back i home. can't remember but uh i think i think that they i think it was davenport yeah, they, they've been notorious of doing that and that's just that's their thing i'm not i'm not judging them at all but ain't no judgment they, here yeah davenport doesn't look at playing a lot of the other non-conference teams. They want to see uh, a look of the the other teams. So it's going to be fun. But anyway, moving on over now, we got volleyball in action at home this Can't weekend. Can't wait to do stats for that. Oh, it's, it's going to be fun. Going to be making that money. Making money. Joe gets big bands from this job. Yeah, you know. Yeah, of course. Minimum wage for I get those. I get little ones. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Uh, Northern Michigan coming to town as well as Michigan Tech. So they'll return the favor of the long trip. And, uh, I mean, right now, coming off of a uh, a split weekend, I'll uh, end up beating Saginaw Valley to cap off after a tough loss against mm-hmm. a good Davenport team. But, uh, I mean, you look at these teams coming in, uh, I mean, we saw that we swept them up there, and they're going to be coming out with a vengeance. We know that for a fact. Um, and especially when standings are concerned, it's us in Northern at the top, 6-1 and one right now. And that's going to be the biggest match of the weekend, no hands down. So uh, that's going to be a really good contest for sure. I mean, Northern Michigan uh, comes in as pretty much statistically uh, one of the underrated teams, honestly, in the region right now. Um, So I think that you're going to see a lot of firepowered offense for sure. Uh, But Northern's a very clean team. They've really done a great job of limiting uh, opposing offenses. So uh, we'll see how this game really goes about. I wish I'd be on the call for this one. I'll be unfortunately on a bus to Kentucky, mm. which we'll get to that later. But uh, I mean, right now, coming off of a little bit of a a little bit of vengeance, I think is what this team really uh, yeah. is looking for after that uh, that last weekend. But I think this is a prime opportunity here. And uh, I mean, you look at a lot of the great offensive performances we've had. We've shown we can beat them. Then. Uh, I think that Northern Michigan's going to throw the kitchen sink at us. I mean, they got a lot of great players uh, on their side, especially Jacqueline Smith, who's their uh, one of the best outside hitters in the GLIAC, arguably, um, as well. 
as uh, I believe it was at Meyer. Yeah, Megan Meyer is uh, one that I remember from last year um, that played really well uh, in our, I think it was the uh, the last game in Engelglaben in the mm-hmm. in the basement. So uh, those will be some uh, notable team uh, members that you watch out for for Northern. But, I mean, for Ferris, we got all the firepower we need with Cyan Fairfield, with Olivia Hammond Delape, with Claire Nowicki, Chelsea Freeman, Emma Bleacher. Um, so they're going to get we a lot of rotation. Depth, so man. the depth is untouchable. It's yeah. what makes good teams great. You know what I'm excited for this weekend? What's that? Just being home, Bulldog Bistro. Bulldog Bistro. Bruce's Bistro, whatever it's called. I think it's nice Bulldog Bistro. Pork Sammy. You want a Sammy right now? A little pulled pork Sammy while I go call the volleyball game for stats? Yeah. That would be sick. That would be sick. Munch on a nice little sandwich? Yeah. Hey, not bad. Yeah, it won't be bad. I'll unless, tell you unless Athletics gets this pizza, then... I'll have to kind of switch it up between that. Yeah, I might have to. You, did you know? I learned this the other day that you what? can use uh, you can use meal exchange. You can at use Domino's. At no, at uh, Bulldog Bistro. Oh, not sick. at Domino's. I was that say would at be Domino's. I would eat. That would be, would be clutch. Oh man, I could could go for a Memphis barbecue pizza right now. That's beyond That'd the point. Clutch. Um, but yes, volleyball is in action, of course. A lot of great matchups coming up this weekend. It'll start off Friday uh, against Northern. Uh, that's a seven o'clock first serve, as well Ooh, as Michigan Tech three o'clock on Saturday, set for first serve. You I don't know if I'll make that along. Michigan Tech one. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit later, but I mean, hey, well, I'll be live tweeting for football. Yeah, you will. So it's going to so be a busy day for you. Yeah, so uh, should be fun for sure. Uh, one sport coming back, hockey. Is big time hockey. Coming Cannot back. wait. Can you believe big it? Big hockey guy I am. You are a big hockey guy, Joe. And I Cannot mean, wait. Miami of Ohio. Taking hosts, on the Red Hawks. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. We had some success against these these teams in the last two seasons, Joe. And I mean, look, certainly seems like right now things are on the up and up um, from what I'm hearing buzz around mm-hmm. as far as early season practices. Mm-hmm. And I mean... You've we told me a couple of times good. this team it might we be look legit. Pretty good. I mean, especially talking to Harrison Watt. Shout out Harrison. Love the guy. Avid listener of the podcast too. Did wow. not know that for a little bit until he kept texting us stuff about our episodes. Love to see it. Yeah, we but talking to Harrison, he's very excited for this team. I'm really excited for it as well, seeing that we do have, you know, a you know, full off season for the first time in a while. Uh Miami's a really cool school to go to. They're a good team that, you know, we've have a storied history against. Last year didn't have the greatest uh of Greatest seasons, I'd say they were seven and twenty-seven overall. Uh, so that's only a two two twenty-two win percentage. Not the greatest. They are in one of the tougher conferences in Division One college hockey with the NCHC. I mean, you had North Dakota, Denver, and uh, Minnesota Duluth and Saint Cloud State in it. Who I don't think Saint Cloud State made the playoffs, but Minnesota Duluth, North Dakota, and um, uh, what's, what was I going to say? Denver are all usually people who are. Gonna yeah. I mean, Denver was national champions last year, so. It's going to be, and they're still, I mean, North Dakota and Denver are also favorites to win the whole thing this year. So they're going to have a tough season anyways, but to get through, to get the start of the season, they're going to have to make it through us first, which I think is going to be a good one. Cannot wait to see what Logan's going to be able to do this year. I think, especially with a, uh, you know, a more mature defense, I think we'll be able to step it up a little bit and kind of not have to leave them out to dry so many times, which will be good. But I'm excited to see what this team has to offer. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you look back at a lot of the, uh, we did lose some crucial pieces last year, some upperclassmen, um, but we gained a lot of 
a lot of experience, lot of especially on the defensive side. I mean, we got uh, Matt Slick comes in at defense. He's going to be uh, probably a guy that you're going to see up in the higher lines from Holy Cross. He's going to be making his debut as a Bulldog this weekend, um, as well as a couple other guys um, that have filed their way in and still have played uh, uh, quite a few hockey games so far under their belt. So uh, I think it's going to be really fun to see uh, this new team um, and a really much more experienced team, as you mentioned, Joe, especially defensively um, with a couple transfers coming in. And we got guys like Brendan, Brandon, Brendan McLaren, excuse me, uh, as well as Drew Cooper uh, and Luke Farthing, Brendan Rones, Ben Schultheis, all those guys now in their junior, senior years, they're geared up, ready to go, uh, as well as some of those uh, transfers coming in, like Travis Schutte, Andrew Noel, um, freshman as well. So uh, I think you look really at what this team did last year. We saw the glimpses offensively. Uh, defensively certainly was a concern, but, I mean, I, I it's really hard to analyze what this team was besides they were one of the best teams in the entire CCHA until the third period. That is true. I, I mean, it was just it was just ended, that if tough. If you ended our season like 10 minutes, or not even 10 minutes, like five minutes in the third period, we would have had like 20 wins. Yeah, we would have. But it's after true. that, we kind of fell apart, which, yeah. I mean, sucks. But yeah. I think we'll be able to figure it out. Like, I mean, because last year we got COVID. Like, what was it, three weeks before the season started or something? Yeah, like that, that is true. We lost so, like, a lot of guys A lot of the on. conditioning out the door after that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really come back after that, which, I mean, made sense because there's a lot of times where we just seemed really slow. It was like we would be in control first and second period, and then we just fall off the step off the gas a little bit. We mm-hmm. just want to be in the driver's seat anymore. Yeah, for sure. And I think our offense is going to be – uh, even better this year. I mean, you got Bradley Merrick, the the standout freshman, um, will be got certainly the leading the lines up front as well as Tapampa Corny, who's always in the big game play oh. mode, uh, always. And you got a lot of other great scores across the board, um, as well as Logan Stein and Noah oh. Giesbrecht uh, oh. between the posts. So, I mean, this is a, this is a much deeper, much more experienced team than a year mm-hmm. ago. Um, so we expect a lot of great things out of this team and. Uh, I mean, really, last year's record, I think, is just a shell of what you saw from that team last year. They just put it together for three periods. I mean, you're talking a much, much more uh, much more successful year, especially in the win category. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really, it's just going to be we're, we're going to play fast. That's for sure. We got a lot of speed. Um, so, obviously, dump and run will definitely be uh, in the playbook. But, I mean, we can play some crisp hockey. We can play with everybody any given day we've proven that so just got to go out on the ice and prove it this weekend do it start from there just gotta do it yeah that's all you gotta do just do it just do it just do it get after it yeah that's all i gotta do what do you think score prediction is gonna be this weekend oh man i don't know five three the first night yeah four to three the second night oh okay two dubs i'll take uh i'll take a four two and then a two one I think mm. both, I think it will be a heavy game plans early on from both coaches, but uh, that'll be interesting. So there's your score predictions, um, which I also got sweep for women's volleyball. I'm calling it right now. Dang. Okay. Yeah. Six Quick zip. Sweep. Six zip. Come out with fire. They're, they're hungry. They're hungry, man. It. Chance for the top of the North in the GLIAC conference. Come on. Anyway, women's soccer is also in action this weekend. It's going to be. Um, unfortunately for them, they'll be on the road, um, but they'll be taking on some pretty tough games. Saginaw Valley State um, will be the game at home uh, on Friday, and then they'll actually be home on Monday, um, and that's going to be the last of the home games here for a while. They won't return 
home until I think it's October twenty first. Yeah, after this weekend. Week so. before Halloween. Yeah. So hey. Friday and Monday. Yes, Monday, not Sunday. It was a rescheduled game uh, that was originally delayed against Northwood. So um, that one will be at four o'clock on Monday. Um, for those that are interested in that game. But, uh, I mean, two talented teams, you could say for sure. Um, I mean, we're coming off of uh, pretty solid performances. I mean, obviously, we would have liked to see better. And hopefully that sparked a fire in these week's practices and uh, we can see uh, a really good team and a really good outing overall this weekend. Uh, Coach Greg, I know we've heard him say it many times. You love to come out with four, but your goal is to get out with six. So uh, that's going to be the main goal going into this week. And uh, these are two teams that we can beat. I mean, that's 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 really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So uh, Saginaw is one behind us right now uh, in the standings and uh, overall have one more win than us overall. But I don't think that makes them as clarified the, the better team overall. Uh, but I think this is going to be a test for us, especially uh, when we come into this game knowing that we had a little bit of a poor performance last week. But I mean, we know that we have chances. It's just capitalize, 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 capitalize. Uh huh. You know what they got to do, Joe? Probably capitalize. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Just kind of, just kind of fit it. I mean, I mean, last week had a lot of set pieces, had that kind of going for us, and a lot of shots on goal. But I think just quality over quantity. I mean, not even quantity, like just quality in general is mm-hmm. going to be the main thing because we had we went what one for eight on set pieces. Or at least for one for eight on corners, which Sounds is not the something like that, yeah. Not the best, uh, not the best proficiency that you want to see, or not the best no. like uh, efficiency or anything like that. But I mean, if you get into it, it's still gonna be fine. I think if we just keep the offense like rolling and just keep that pressure, it's gonna go in. And like if you just get enough in there, at least one's gonna squeak by, and our defense is gonna be able to step it up too. I mean, we held was kind of we held both teams last week to a shutout. And, you know, they're not the greatest teams. But if you look back, we also held Michigan Tech to a shout-out. Yeah. Who's a better team in the GLIAC. So, Saginaw Valley State, they're going to be coming. Um, They're coming to town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Home this weekend. Double. Yeah. I thought you said one away, one home. And I, just, I, don't think I was correct. looking forward a week. I apologize. Yeah, I was, ain't no problem. I was ain't looking no forward to Purdue and Parkside, which ain't we no problem, will brother. play again very soon. So yeah, can't wait for that. Quick turn against them. So, that's going to be, be sick. fun for them. So, this is a momentum swing, right? Can't wait to go from... Soccer to volleyball. Back to back to back to back to back to back. That's mm. how it goes sometimes, man. That's usually how it goes. But I'm excited for it. Going to be a good game. Hopefully the offense can stay rolling. Yeah. As we say in the uh, in the cross country award, one of our sayings for workouts, bring your lunch pail. Going to be a long day's worth of work, my friend. Mm-hmm. So uh, unfortunately, you guys will be doing all my work because I'll be on a bus. Which, speaking of which, heading to Louisville this weekend, cross country is, as well as Lansing, uh, we'll have two split squads, men's and women's. Uh, one set will be going uh, to Lansing, while the other two sets will be going to Louisville. And, I mean, this is the one we look forward to every year. Fastest course in the country, arguably uh, across Division One, Two, Three, Four, all the, over the world. Um, and it's one of those courses where you know everyone's going to be on their A game. It's, it's a big weekend uh, with a lot at stake. A lot of big teams will be uh, taking on the course to run some really fast times. And uh, I think it's just going to be one of those where uh, it's going to be a lot of adjusting for some teams, especially just the fact because you got all that travel. And, uh, I mean, for us, it's going to be a seven-hour ride on the buses, so or not the buses, the vans. Um, so I think it's going to be super fun. I mean, it's a firm, fast course. There's not much elevation change at all. It's pretty much flat of a pancake as you can get, but there's definitely a couple – 
a couple hills that you can gain momentum, uh, but they're not hills. They're just rolling inclines and declines. So uh, it's going to be quick. It's going to be fast. You're going to see a lot of PRs on every team, uh, and it's just one of the fastest courses in the country, and that's why we run it every year. Going to take on D1 teams. There's going to be plenty of them. Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, there will be maybe even some Big Ten teams that have been there in hey. years past, like Wisconsin. So uh, cool. you're going to see fast teams all across the board in all the races. And uh, it's just going to be a great test of where you can really, frankly, go balls to the wall on a field here for 28 minutes, maybe even less, depending on uh, where everybody's at. But a lot of PRs will be broken this weekend there. Uh, Lansing will also be a really nice course as well, um, a little bit more of a uh, statewide meet rather than national um, for all, all our other second teamers. But that's a good race too. You can run the fast times there as well. That We've seen a lot of those in years past. Uh, I think a little bit more elevation change, uh, a couple more hills on the Lansing course, a lot more grittier. Uh, but it's still going to be firm. It's still going to be fast, assuming that uh, everything lines up as far as weather-wise, which it seems to be after having such a cold uh, week of preparation so far. It's now starting to warm up here at the end of the week. So hopefully that uh, carries over tomorrow, especially around 1 o'clock when men's and women's will uh, take off there and uh, hopefully travels to Louisville as well and give us some nice weather to run our fastest. How do you stay loose? Like when you are like a seven-hour car ride, like you guys like take stops every once in a while, or just yeah. go right through. Yeah, we'll take a stop. We'll get lunch and move around, walk around, or do something as well. And we'll get to Louisville probably tomorrow. We'll do a uh, a run on the course, do a little bit of a loop preview, and then we'll go out and uh, finish our regular run, do our all of our strides and piles and stuff like that, and uh, keep Pretty it nice loose in the rest. hotel room. Yeah, nice. so it'll be fun. We'll probably go get some pasta, get over to the hotel. Pasta. So that's always fun. Is, um, yeah, you gotta eat pasta the day before. Yeah, then, carbo load, Michael then, Scott style. You just you just churn it at the yeah, probably, start line. Probably not fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah, that sounds actually kind of <laughs> good. Not gonna lie. Uh, but no, we do not do that. If anybody is curious about that, not right before the race, but uh, before the race, right? or like not right before, but the day before, right? Yes, correct. But I think there is science that actually uh, you're supposed to eat better two days before. Uh, more than uh, one day before. And that's actually a Brennan Kearney rule. So you can check out that episode. A uh, quick little plug there uh, in the shameless, feed below. So plug. had a good conversation with him as one of my roommates and teammates. He's looking forward to this weekend. I'm looking forward to this weekend. And I'm even all... looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, Joe's even looking forward to this weekend. I mean, it's it's fast, man. I can't describe it. Literally freshman year when we went there, which was its first time, I think, uh, I'll be fully healthy going into this race um, for the first time since freshman year. Last year, I was coming right off of COVID, so uh, that sucked. I'll tell you that. And I ran really slow, and that was really disappointing. Basically, Brandon's the conditions were perfect. Brandon's ready to make some noise. Is all we're saying. Noise. Brandon's ready to get after the it. The dogs are ready to make some noise. Dogs man. are running, man. We got guys that are gonna, I think, surprise some people. I Brandon's really do. Brandon's gonna win this whole thing. He doesn't want to say it, but Brandon's gonna win the whole thing. No. <laughs> I believe in you, Brandon. You uh, just got to sprint the whole way. Yeah, there's Olympians that we might run in the future Olympians that will run this really? race. Yes. D okay, well. Potentially, yes. Disregard what I said. <laughs> Brandon might not be able to beat Olympians, <laughs> but he's going to still kick kick some butt out there. Oh, you know that for a fact, Joe. You know that for a fact. Anyway, finishing up Ferris State Sports Report. Golf will be in action this weekend as well. Um, at the end of the weekend, tail end, you should say. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, they're going to be in Finley, the women, and the men will be at Tiffin, uh, two former GLIAC competitors uh, in the Bing Beal Fall Classic and the Kyle Ryman Memorial. Uh, I mean, the women's played really well last week. Uh, men's had a really good outing two weeks before. Um, so, I mean, playing really crisp. The weather wasn't perfect. Uh, obviously, hopefully, 
uh, is beautiful all across the Midwest uh, this weekend for all of our uh, Ferris competitions to well, take. Weather's not looking too good down south, I'll tell you that much. No, that is unfortunate. So prayers out to everybody for uh, Hurricane Ian. That's a that's a tough situation. You see, there is a <clears throat> excuse me. There is um a video I saw of a lady who was like sitting like in a in like an inflatable pool like in her living room to stay like dry because like in her living room like it flooded like by like four feet or something like that yeah it's kind of like it reminds me of hurricane katrina with how much damage is going down yeah it's pretty interesting it ain't good but it's i don't know very interesting but uh anyway that's gonna do it for the fair state sports report when we come back college football picks nfl picks rumor has it i beat joe this week stay tuned The MBSP is proud to partner with the people of Eagle Village Incorporated. With over 50 years of experience helping and changing the lives of youth, there are opportunities for you to be the next to make a direct impact, including plenty of positions available, including summer staff, internships, and more. For more information, visit eaglevillage.org. Eagle Village, where potential source. Now I come back from the quick little break in the middle of the show. Going to be talking about some college football now. NCAA is in action. A lot of ranked games coming up. Two ranked opponents coming into town as well. There's a lot of them. Brandon, not going to lie. There's a couple of good ones. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to is Oklahoma State Baylor's playing this weekend. NC State versus Clemson, a top a top 10 matchup. That one's going to be really good. Oregon versus Stanford, not in a ranked matchup, but still a pretty storied rival regardless that I'm looking forward to. But there's a lot of them, Brandon. Yeah, there is a lot of them, especially as we start out conference play. And, I mean, there's going to be so many great games on deck uh, this weekend, especially for our teams uh, in the state as well. Uh, A lot of great games on deck. I mean, Michigan going to be traveling to Iowa City to take on the Hawkeyes. Uh, that should be a pretty fun one. I'm really liking what we're seeing from Blake mm-hmm. Corum. We'll see if that, they can really pound it. I'm really loving how I was not, even though I was three and one. They're not looking too hot. No, they're not a they're not a top 25 team at all. We'll first say. Um, I mean, even with the three and one record, I think they're still probably maybe a top 40 or 50 team you'd put in there. Just because, I mean, their offense doesn't do much. That's that's their problem. Defensively, they're fantastic. They're going to give up. They've literally given up under 10 points a game. 10 or less points a game all year. How have you lost a game? You won 7-3, you lost 10-7, you won 27-0, and then 27-10. Granted, the last two games were against Nevada and Rutgers. So I'm not too worried as a Michigan fan. You can knock on wood, and I'll bite it if they end up do losing this game somehow. I don't see it happening. Uh, Even if they do shut down Blake Corum, J.J. McCarthy could have a field day on Mm -hmm. this team. I think that he's going to be able to throw, and I think we're going to have— That dual threat is really going to kill him. Yeah, I think it's going to kill him. So, um, And our defense is a lot more uh, underrated than I think people are giving credit for. So I like the Wolverines. Uh, I think the line set at 11, I think, I mean, on the road. I think it'll be a one to two score somewhere in the seven to fourteen range as far as deficit is concerned. Uh, but no, I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a great weekend for Michigan fans. I think this is this is the first matchup since that Big Ten championship year ago, and I'm sure Iowa's gonna probably have the score on the locker room and they're ready to go. And you gotta look at, look at it every morning when I wake up. I do a hundred thousand push ups, so <laughs> we'll let it happen again. Uh, but I think they are gonna let it happen again. I think Michigan's gonna take care of business. Mm-hmm. That one's gonna be a pretty good one. Uh, one that I'm looking forward to is Kentucky versus Ole Miss. I mean, it's not too That's much a of, a re- of a of a rivalry game by any means, but it's still two pretty good middle of the road teams. Ole Miss is looking pretty solid. Same with Kentucky. Uh, Ole Miss is coming off a pretty solid 35 to 27 win against Tulsa. Maybe not as much as they wanted to. Tulsa is unranked, but their offense does look to be pretty good, even without Matt Corral and him going to the NFL last season. 
you know, I'm looking forward to it. Kentucky is a little bit is higher ranked than them at seven, but I think still you're going to see a pretty solid offensive heavy game. Yeah, Quinshawn Jen- Judkins, excuse me, um, I, for uh, Ole Miss, their running back has played phenomenal mm-hmm. this year. Seventy only carries. one game that Kentucky hasn't scored thirty points or more. That is true, and I think that they're criminally <clears throat> underranking Kentucky right now as far as uh, picking Miss or Ole Miss to win by seven. Hmm. Uh, it is a home game for them. I do understand that, but. This Kentucky offense. I don't know, though. SEC homes, dude. Is I, lethal. A, like, Kentucky's not an SEC team. They're what, an ACC team? No, they're an SEC team. They're SEC? I'm pretty sure. Are they not? Let us. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, they're they an are. SEC. Dang. Yeah. I would have never guessed. Yeah. But I think it's still going to be a fun game. Will Levis is balling. He's going to be trying to prove his draft stock throughout this season. They're scoring 31 points a game. Ole Miss is averaging 41. Um, but the true through test of this game, Ole Miss defense. Are they going to contain Will Levis's arm and force him to put it on the ground where they do struggle at times? So that'll be very interesting with this one. Yeah, and I think the big question on everybody's mind moving past that game is, why isn't Kansas ranked? Why isn't Kansas why is ranked? Not, they are the a football to school. <laughs> They're a football school team. They're a football team now. They're a football school now. Oh, my god, Dude, that was like, I'm just going to say it. Like, they... Deserve to be at least in the top twenty. They're looking pretty what? solid. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm saying it. I'm okay. saying it. Stop drinking the Kool Aid. No, here, it's man. not even 20. the Kool Aid, brother. It's twenty. Yes. No. Kansas is looking Maybe real 25. good. What Kansas I... is looking real good. Uh, could they beat Pittsburgh? Yes. Sure. But does that qualify them to be nineteen? Yes. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Put I'd them, say. I'd are you say gonna 20. say they're as good as Baylor? Top, no, but I'd say top twenty. Oh, they're sixteen. I'd say you put them in the top twenty. Top Did I say 20. put him in the top 16th? No, I said put him in the top 20. So that means put him at 20. Okay. I I guess. Would you have him Kansas over Oklahoma? Kansas has been selling out crowds. Over Oklahoma? Oklahoma is criminally underrated right now. Okay. Let's just be honest. They're, they should be in the top 10. They're two spots out of top 20, too. Oklahoma so. should be in the top 10. So that's not even a conversation. What in the world? Okay. I, we're going off the rails with Oklahoma rankings Oklahoma is a very... Once I got Spencer Rattler out of there, that's a toxic situation he was leaving. But oh, he just doesn't here know we go He again. is a toxic situation. <laughs> And Lincoln Riley was never in it for the long haul. If he's gonna leave for a bit of for a bit of cash, that ain't. They it's the guys who want to be at Oklahoma right now. They should have. should be in the top ten. They should have made the Panhandle Highway named after him. It's Probably should have. He's on the way out anyway. So, oh no, that's a funny part um, of that whole scenario. But hey, I mean, hey, if you got hot takes, you got hot takes. Kansas a top twenty team. All right, I guess if that's the way that you see them. That's the way you see them. So. Uh, some other good games. I mean, NC State. When you State. roll Duke like that, I mean, might as well. They play TCU this weekend. Yeah, that's true. They do play TCU this weekend. Um, we also have a couple good games. Uh, uh, as far as like outside in the in the Big Ten too, not just the top twenty-five altogether, but just solely in the Big Ten conference. I mean, this has got to be the weekend that Michigan State shows up, or they're gonna be two and three. Because Maryland's a good offense. Yeah, you got. They're good offense. They almost the they were pot, giving really. Michigan fits last week. Yeah, I'd be I scared. Because what Minnesota beat him right last weekend? Uh, Minnesota beat Michigan State. Yeah, yeah, thirty-four Handily. to seven. Handily. So Michigan State's really got to figure something out because right now it does not look like Mel Tucker has Jim Harbaugh's number on speed dial right now. No. From what all the Michigan State fans are saying, and I'll be honest, Michigan State, when you don't have Kenneth Walker to bail you out, you're kind of understanding why everybody was saying that Kenneth Walker made your team last year. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason really that they won. Because who are they playing, you said, this they, weekend? Maryland. Playing yeah, to his little beat. brother. They're going to get beat. Oh, coming in beat. hot. I still have a little bit of faith, but no, I don't. they don't win this week. I think you, you scratch it's it, right? It's at Maryland, though. You That's scratch it. 
Because if you get upset by Minnesota, who is lower ranked than you, to start the season, and a lot of people said that you're going to beat them because you they upset you at home. They held you to one touchdown at home. Then you're going to go to Maryland, who put up a really good fight against a way better Michigan team. Maryland's going to smack them. It's going to be like a two-touchdown difference. Oh, boy. Okay. There's Joe's hot take of the day. That's not even a hot take. That's a cold take. That's fresh out the freezer. What? That's not a cold take. Cold take? Michigan State sucks this year, straight up. Ah, man. They aren't looking good. No fooling. I'll tell you that. So they better figure it out quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, Anyways, uh, some other good games. Uh, He's going to dice them up. Yeah. Yeah, he probably would play well. Uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Uh, I think Baylor wins at home. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I mean, you're going to see Spencer Sanders, uh, I think, have a good game for the Cowboys. Um, But Baylor's still got a really lethal offense, too. Their defense is also legit. Uh, I think they're going to keep this one more in their tempo at Waco. So that's going to be a fun game for sure. Oh, man, Mike Gundy. He's been with that team for a long time. Mike Gundy. He's coming. He's coming in. I'm a man. I'm I'm 40. I'm 40. I'm not a kid. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Regardless, even though we're making fun of him, he is a great coach. He is a great coach. And that speech, too, really said a lot about him, too. Oh, no. I love his character. I'm going to go the opposite way. I think Oklahoma State's going to stay undefeated. Okay. You're just mad because I called you out for that that take. That's all. Me, 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 me. Anyway. If you lose to BYU, Baylor's a fake team. Yeah. It's one game, though. Yeah, but BYU's not as good as Oklahoma State, so eh. we will say that. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Eh. Anyway. I agree that you're wrong. No. <laughs> that You're going to pick Arkansas over Alabama? Please do it right now so no, we can know Alabama's exactly. going to roll it. Alabama's going to win. No, so it's na- okay. Clear. Now you're going off my paperwork. I see what oh you're doing. Gosh, oh my god. Oh my god. I might be I might be the one for the upset, but I'm not an idiot. Okay, okay. Uh Arkansas going to be taking on <laughs> Alabama at Arkansas. That might be a sneaky game. Upset alert? No. Ooh, we'll see. Alabama's going to go in 35 yeah. to 14 win probably. Oh, okay. Uh, and then probably one more to mention, uh, Wake Forest traveling to Florida State, 22-23. That's a good Whoever one. Whoever loses is out of the top 25. A lot of stakes on this one. And Kansas is strolling right in, according to Joe Nagy. Yep, exactly. They're going to be 5-0, right? Who's well, Kansas playing this week? Uh, they're playing, hold up, I just checked it. Uh, hold up. They are playing TCU. Oh, my gosh. They're going to lose that game. No, right? not a shot. What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? No shot at all. But oh still, I think gosh. Wake Forest is going to do pretty well. Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think they're probably going to win this one. I do also like Wake Forest in this one. On the road, they've already been through the thick of it. Uh, I think it's a very quality for, uh, football program. Uh, anyway, those are some games. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch that college slate. But going into our picks now... NFL Week Four, Ugh, uh, not the best for me. Yeah, according to lie. the tally, uh, your boys got two Brandon's, in a row now. Brandon's got two two weeks to my one, and I'm went five for sixteen it. last last week. He yeah. went eight for sixteen. Ha <laughs> ha. 50, so, 50. batting 500 for Brandon Woo! there. Not I, the best look for me. Hey, I'll take batting 500. I will do better. I need to do better. You need to do better, and that's right. What is that? What's five for sixteen? What what is that? Like thirty. Five or sixteen is like twenty. I'm trying to think of math in my head. That's like a twenty percent. That's like a twenty percent. Twenty? No, it'd be like three. Well, because five, five to fifteen is whatever. Fifteen. I'm trying to do quick math in my head, and I can't do it. No, it's like I'm pretty sure it's like thirty. I'll do it. Thirty-one. I don't even know what it is. Thirty-one point two five. Well, to I'm be bad exact. 310 then. You're bad still batting 310. Bad. I'm still happy to bat five hundred. All right. Anyway, all starts let's get in this week. It all starts Thursday night. Dolphins at Bengals. How about the Dolphins, eh? How about the Dolphins? Dolphins going to win this one. Yeah, okay. How much? 
Yeah, probably 21. To, I think it's going to be a pretty good like offensive game. I'm going to switch it up. 27 to 21. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm. Oh man, I'm really liking the. I'm really liking the fact that the Bengals are at home here. Win probability is actually drastically shifted to the Bengals, which really? is very interesting. Yeah, it's I like, know. It's like win, 64. The Dolphins win, beat the the Bills. Yeah, the Bills last week, and the Bills are a lot better than. Yeah, but it could be a trap game. That's what they're Maybe. saying. So, Maybe. and I think this might actually turn into a trap game. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I don't like the fact that. Uh, that Joe Mixon's been banged up. I think that his status might determine my outcome in this game. Who are you thinking? Um, but I think I'm going to uh, – let me see here. Joe Mixon is off the report. Eh, screw it. Give me the Bengals. 27-24 in the upset. Dolphins can't stand undefeated forever. Why not lose to the NFC cha- or AFC champs from a year ago? Might as well. That have now found themselves um, more last week in their first win of the season. So give me the Bengals in an Respect. upset to play contrarian. So Next one. Next one. Minnesota, New Orleans. This one mm. going to be at the Superdome. As for now, we'll see. Obviously with Hurricane Ian, I'm sure that there will be some uh, games yeah, switched some around here up. and there. But that's going to be in London, actually. Excuse me. Uh, this so game is in London? This game is in London, 930 oh, sick, then You don't got to worry about Hurricane Ian. That is true. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> I think the Vikings have uh, uh, probably the favorite... Um, I think that the the Saints well, should have beat him last week. They should have be beat him last week. You're right. Um, but I think you look at this situation for uh the Saints, and you're in a spot now where uh you really haven't performed offensively so far this year. Uh, the defense has played well. Um, with the well, the Vikings bounce really back up. Uh, I'm not totally sure. Uh, I'm gonna say that I think the well, what the heck? I'm gonna go with the Saints in this one. Twenty-four to twenty. I think their defense might still give the Vikings fits because uh, they haven't played up to their prominence so far, and I think that's because teams are starting uh, to figure out how to really in-depthly stop the receiving core in the secondary. And with Dalvin Cook banged up, Madison is going to make this offense change more towards the pass, in my opinion. So I think I'm going to go with the Saints to win this one. Uh, Jameis might just need to get across the pond and just not throw as many interceptions. We'll see. Maybe. I think there's going to be a little bit of difference, especially with where it's at latitude and longitude-wise. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say I'm gonna say Vikings. There you go. I'm going to stick with our conference, boys. Okay, there you go. Vikings think, is the pick. I think Dalvin Cook's probably going to not have the best game, but I think he'll be doing pretty good. And, I mean... Kirk Cousins can toss it around every once in a while. Yeah, assuming maybe, he plays. Maybe he'll give a good old show for the Brits over there. Oh, yeah, mate. Here's some real football for you. Fantastic accent. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Anyway, run a 1 o'clock games. Cleveland against Atlanta. This one going to be in Georgia. I'm going to roll with Jacoby Brissett. I'm going to roll with this eighth-ranked defense and this top-notch running attack. Atlanta has struggled. Stopping the run, I think that's going to be exploited to a T uh, at Atlanta this weekend. I'm going to take the Browns to win this one. I'm going to say this one ends in a little bit lower scoring of a game. I'm going to call 20-17 the final in this one for the Brownies. Browns 14-10. Browns 14-10? There you go. Yeah, Browns are just better. I think so. Anyway, Buffalo at Baltimore. This is going to be a fun one, let me tell you what. Uh, This is a tough matchup to predict on paper. Statistically, these teams are both awesome, 
and this is going to be the game of the week. How it's not Sunday night football, I don't know. They should start flexing these more around. Um, but then again, it is Kansas City, Tampa Bay, so it does make sense. But I would take this game as the game of the week over the Rams and the 49ers for Monday night football. But that's beyond the point. Um, I think this game's going to come down to the the fourth quarter. And right now, I trust the Bills. I, I honestly trust the Bills. And I think that with the way they played last week, um, I think that we're going to see a much better defensive team, especially down the stretch um, against Lamar Jackson. I really like what Coach McDermott and that defensive staff have done um, to neutralize some of these uh, really explosive teams so far. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills in this one, and I'm going to take this one in a shootout. I'm going to take a 38-35, the final. Uh, Buffalo upsets Baltimore on the road, Joe. I was going to say, you're going to have a pretty offensive-heavy game here. Uh, ball. Baltimore, I don't know. These are the two best quarterbacks in fantasy that are going to be facing off here, which is going to be a yeah. pretty sick game, uh, in my opinion. I'm going to go with the – here's the thing. is because I have Lamar Jackson in one of my leagues, and I have Josh Allen in the other one of the leagues. Ooh. So. Tough. Yeah. You're telling me. I'm going to – who'd you pick again? Should I tell you? Yes. Okay, fine. The Bills. Okay, you t- I was going to choose the Bills, too. Okay. So I just wanted to see if it was going to be a contrarian thing. I'm going to go – no, you know what? Ravens are going to win this one. There we Ravens go. Ravens are going to win this one. 30, 40, we'll do 42 to 35. Oh, okay. There Big we go. offensive. Big day offensively. Uh, next game, Dallas against Washington. This one going to be in Arlington, Joe. Are you bold enough? Are you brave enough? Uh-huh. Are you the man that will pick the commanders to upset the Cowboys? I don't know, man. Cooper Rush looking pretty good. I'd say the same thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cowboys. Probably a little bit low scoring. I'd probably Washington's gonna be low scoring. I'm gonna say it's 21 to like seven. Good pick. I like Dallas as well in this one. I'm gonna go 23 to 13. The final. Dallas beats Washington, who have struggled defensively. Statistically, one of the worst defenses so far this year. And Cooper Rush has looked formidable, and he looks like he might win them some more games. So let's keep the train rolling. Mm-hmm. Detroit against Seattle. You know who we're Detroit, gonna pick. Baby. We're drinking the Kool Aid. It's gonna be. A powwow at Ford Field. I think that Detroit runs away. I think this is a two-score game, dude. I really do. I know the injury report. I know people are saying, like, I'm crazy. But two-score game. Seattle has not played well on they the just road. Don't, they just don't know us like we know us. No. we. I, I think this team is going to show up and really show the work they've put in this offseason. There was a blowout uh, earlier this year, if you remember correctly, Joe, 51-29 uh, over at Seattle. This year is going to be different. Revenge game. I don't care who's the starting running back. You can put in Craig Reynolds, and he's still going to run for 100 on this defense. I think the Lions will win this game by two scores, and they will be dominant. Yes, you heard that right. Even without Amon-Ra, you might even have to just sit him because they're going to be so good. I'm going to speak confident into this football team. And really, if you look at it, their defense is not very good. Like if People will say, oh, they held Russ to 16 points. That's because Russ didn't know what to do with the football. Russ yeah. was not throwing the ball like he usually does. They give 27 to the Niners, and they give up 27 to the Falcons. Lions are crazy on offense this year. They're yeah, we don't, have, we don't have Amon Ra, but like we still have Jamal, who's going to run it down their throat. Like, he's just going to get probably four or five yards of, of carry, so that's no big deal. He runs like he basically is just running for his life, and that's what you want from a running back. You still got Shark, who is not going to be the greatest, but he can kind of hold it down a little bit. I think we're going to be able to pick it up. Not as many points as we usually score. I still think it's going to be like a 21 to like 21 to like 14 
or seven. 21, 21 for the Lions. It's going to be 14 or 17 for the for the Seahawks. Okay. I'm going to go a little higher. 28-20. Respect. will be my score for that game. I think our defense will stop them in the red zone more than last week. I think that will be something they work on during pre-week of practice. Uh, Chargers traveling to Houston. Uh, the winless Houston Texans right now sitting at 0-2-1. and uh, And I think this team is definitely... Not quite there yet. I think that we saw some of their flaws at Chicago last week because uh, they didn't look good and they still beat them. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers in a bounce back. This team's better than 1-2. and two, Chargers. And I think they do it dominant fashion. I think that they win this one. I might even be – I might be that guy. I'm gonna, I might say 37-17, man. Dang. This, that much? This, de- this offense needs a breakout. They need a yeah, breakout. I they haven't got it one, yet. And I think especially with the Texans, that's where it's going to come from. I'm going to say 30 to 30 to 10. Okay, 30 to 10. There you go. Chicago traveling Chicago. to the Giants. This is a 2 and 1 Giants team, Joe, and a 2 and 1 Bears team, Joe. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Well, I know who I'm going with. Okay. Danny Dimes <laughs> and the New York Giants oh, are going to win this game. Oh man. You know, I don't know why I say this is cuz at it's at MetLife. I think they're going to be doing pretty good. Saquon's back. Saquon's feeling good. Chicago Bears defense is not the greatest. And I think that Justin Fields is just going to have a bad day. Bad day in the office. And I don't know why, but if you let up 20 points against the Texans, you're probably going to give up about 30 for the Giants because they're just going to keep on giving a Saquon and feeding him. That's going to be it. Yeah, Khalil Herbert needs to show out uh, against this defensive line, which I think they're going to have problems with. Um, So I'm going to pick the Giants as well, Joe. And I'm going to go in this one a lot lower scoring than you might expect. I'm going to go in this one 17-13. to 13. The Giants beat the Bears at home. All right. Anyway, all right. Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, two teams that were tops a year ago and now have fallen into the brink of mediocrity, it seems <laughs> like, so far this year. <laughs> um, not going to lie. I'm going to go with the Colts. I don't know why. It's just making sense the way that this season's going to start. They're going to lose to the trash teams just like they did last year, and then they're going to beat all the good semi-mediocrity teams uh, so far this early season. So I think this is a prime game that we see Jonathan Taylor bust out, get back on track to that week he had in week one. And I think that the Colts and Matt Ryan are not going to have to throw the football as much. I don't know Pittman's back. Pittman's back yeah, like Pittman's back, real. and you saw what that did to their offense. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, despite the Titans beating them last year, give me the Colts in a revenge game. I'm going to go in this one 34-27. Well, we started out great, Brandon, with our choices, kind of flip-flopping, but we've been doubling up for a lot of them. I think this might be the last one that we might double up on. Yeah. I'm also going to go the Colts, mainly because I think, especially with Pittman being back and sort of not fully healthy, but f- more healthy than last week, and just with the way Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to trend in this game, you got to go the Colts. Okay, there you go. 21 to 14. 21 to 14. There's your score. Jacksonville traveling to Philadelphia. Uh, Jaguars have won two in a row. And the Philadelphia Eagles have won. All right, let's not kid ourselves here. Let's not kid ourselves here. We what? Know what it is. It's Eagles by a million. Okay. Eagles 31 to 7. <laughs> Jeez, Louise, dog. Yeah, Urban Meyer not be, might be in Jacksonville anymore, and it actually shows that Trevor Lawrence is good at football. But Eagles, man, 
Jalen Hurts is just looking scary. He is looking scary. This is a trap game for the Eagles, but I think they still get it done. Uh, I think a final 31-28 in this game. Be careful, Joe, with your bold prediction of score. No, be, no, careful. Don't be careful. When be I know it's careful. Absolute. Be don't got to be careful. I know it's absolute. Eagles okay. got to buy a million. Okay. I know who you're going to pick in this one. Jets at Steelers. Battle of one and two so far. Teams that we have high expectations for, um, especially uh, in as far as big playmaking. But both teams didn't show it last week. That's true. Be honest. Who are you choosing? No, I said who are you choosing? Who are you choosing? No, who are you choosing? I chose mine first last time. You go. Okay, fine. Uh, give me the Steelers. I don't know why. Jets won this last matchup. Uh, and I think the Steelers, without Mitchell Trubisky, are a better team. And I like... Think Kenny Pickett's going to lead them? No. I think that they're going to give the ball to Najee Harris 25 times. Yeah, and he's finally going to have his, you know, a good game. Yeah. Even though I do like the Jets in this one, here's one problem. Zach Wilson's back. I think it's going to mess it up a little bit. Not going to lie. Well, here's the one, one small thing. bump of the road. Here's the one thing that you didn't, that is wrong with your statement. What? Saying the one bad thing is that Zach Wilson's back. The dog is back. Zach Wilson's going to lead him to a big old victory. It's not going to be pretty by any means. Najee Harris will probably run all over him, but it's going to come down to like a last second thing. Zach Wilson's going to heave it down there and do a little last two minute drill, and he's going to win the game. It's going to be 14 to 7. Somebody else pick for me, please. I can't take this anymore. Nah, dude, don't you worry about it. Oh my gosh, Jets are gonna win this one. Steelers seventy nine to seven. Oh I can't my take gosh, this right no now. shot. I Jets are gonna win this. it. I can't take this slander right now. The they Jets are a good won. football team, but I think you're you're being a little over well, dramatic. Here, here, right well, now. here's what you're saying: T.J. Watt isn't there, and like especially without T.J. Watt, Steelers are not good on defense. They're not terrible, though, on defense. They're but better than the, the Jets on well, defense. Here's the thing, though, is that without him, is like most of their – they are not the same defense without him. That's so true. You're going from a, you're but they're going, still better than the Jets. You're going from an A-plus defense when T.J. Watt is there to like a B is yeah. what it is. So better than the B-minus to C-plus Jets. I, C's get degrees. I don't know what you're talking what about. What are and you – And C's are going to get some this W's This is not today. comparison. W's I don't, for Jets. C team W. Oh That's my I can't. Oh my gosh. Twenty don't even. Twenty one to twenty. Steelers. To win. Seven. Steelers Jets. Win. Okay. All day. There you go. Fine. Arizona against Carolina. Um, this is gonna be a fun one. I think it's gonna be an underrated game. Uh Baker is that dog, Joe. Yes, sir, he is. But he woke up feeling dangerous. Yeah. Never just not on Sunday. It's gonna be the yeah, Cardinals to win this game. Uh and they're gonna be dominant, I think. I think they're going to win this one. They're finally going to let Cur- or Curler, Curler Murray, Kyler, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is Kyler the person Murray. I was trying to speak out of my mouth there. Um, I think that he wins this game, and I think he wins it big, 31-21. to 21. Arizona rolls against the Panthers. See, I want to say yes. I want to agree with you. Oh, you don't, 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 don't. But the stop thing right is. right now. You need to stop. But the thing is. You need to is. stop. Baker is just that guy sometimes, and I think that sometime is going to happen now, all right? Kyler Murray, yeah, he is way better than, light years better than Baker Mayfield, but Baker Mayfield's always due for one game, one game where he just becomes the best player in fantasy, but it's not going to be that day. Arizona's going to win this. <laughs> Arizona's going to win the game. almost made me walk Arizona's out. Arizona's going to win the game probably like 27 to 
10. Okay. It's going to be more than two scores. Guys, I almost just got out of my chair and walked out. I'm not even joking. I've never done that before. I put my head on my mic and almost started crying. Oh, Joseph, you got me there, brother. And this is why this show is awesome and you need to subscribe. Uh, The Denver Broncos at the Vegas Raiders. I made a deal last week. And as much as I want to pick the Raiders, Joe, I can't. Because I told myself myself last week, I'm going to trust them three times. They didn't win me a single game, so I have to go against them until they win a game. So, uh, well, it's going to be for the, the one love game that you don't of, choose them, eh? For the love of my man, Brennan Kearney, and the Raider Nation out there, wherever they are, apparently they're something called a worldwide brand or something, um, they need to win a game. So in order to do that, I'm going to do my part, and I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos because mm, that's yeah. just what's going to happen. So I'm going to be the magnet that repels the schedule of the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm going to pick against them, and they're going to go 14-3, and Joe. That's just how it's going to work. Here's the thing. Denver should not be 2-1 right now. They should not. Let's, let's, let's be honest. They should not. You're they, right. They barely beat the Niners. You're absolutely right. They got away with the skin of their teeth against the Texans, yep. and they just lost everything that was going on against the Seahawks. Yeah. So Raiders are going to kind of roll here. Yeah. Not going to lie. They should. They Raiders should will. roll this game. They, and that's why I'm going to pick the Broncos so they do they that. They will. Broncos, I mean, I'm glad they were on the same page. Raiders going to win. I don't know. I like 27, but I've been saying that way too much today. We'll go 31 to 14. Oh, okay. Um, big game. I'm going lower. I'm going 17 to 14 in this one. I respect. Don't ask why. It's not going to be pretty. I just have that weird feeling. Anyway, final games here to wrap up the show. We got the Patriots visiting the Packers. Sunday night game. Uh, any love for the Bill Belichick-led New England Patriots? No. No? I don't know why, but Aaron Rodgers just every year, it's like he's going to have a, he's finally going to have a bad team this year. And it's like, nope. Nope. He's somehow, not. Somehow he just can still pick apart defense. defense. I don't know how. Yeah. So Packers are probably going to win this one. And still, like, the Patriots are, what, 1-2 and two right now? Yeah. Who did they lose to? Who did they lose to? The Ravens? Give yep. Him. They beat the Steelers. They did. But then they lost to the Pet Dolphins. So yes. So there is that. And they're going to lose to another good team. Yeah, that is true. Patriots, aren't, Patriots just aren't going to be able to do that this time. Green yeah. Bay's going to win. Uh, in Foxborough, are they? They are in Lambeau. Oh, yeah. Well, then Green Bay's got this one. Yeah, Green Bay's let's got be, this let's one. Let's be honest here. I think handily. Uh, give me 28-14. Let's make it generic. Why not? 28-14. This offense needs to need some help. New England's I'll go... 27 to 10. Okay, there you go. Uh, final two games, Sunday night football. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. Chiefs and Buccaneers, Joe. This is a big in Joe. The Chiefs and the Bucks. the Chiefs and the Bucks. the Chiefs and the Bucks. That's all you have to say. Leonard Fournette has not been playing too hot. No, he hasn't. Um, Brady, the divorce is getting to him. Let's oh, be come on. <laughs> I mean, he is not playing like he should be right now. No, that is not true. Lie. That is I true. don't know if it's because of the divorce and stuff, and he's worried that he's going to lose half the money to half of the kids, <laughs> but we'll see how it goes. But, you know, you don't perform against the Packers. You, you don't play well at all. You only beat the Saints by 10 when you should beat them by a lot more, and you only put 19 up against the Cowboys. You're playing against a very good all-around game, all-around team against one of the greatest minds in football, being Andy Reid. You got Patrick Mahomes, who's probably going to be the next Tom Brady, most likely. You got Juju and Kelsey, who are starting to step up and actually, you know, Kelsey's actually starting to look really good. Chiefs are going to win this one, probably by two scores. It's going to be, I think it'll be, Tampa Bay will kind of get the scoring on track, but Kansas City's just going to run away with it early. They'll probably put up 
I'd say probably 28 by the half. I'd Ooh, say okay. it'll probably be like 30. We'll do 35 to 14. Okay, there you go. Uh, I'm counting the differences here to see if we need uh if we need to make this one split. But I think uh, we've been pretty hard on the splits before. I think we have so far, but I think we oh, have what your heart desires. Oh man, that's that's tough for me because it's hard to pick against the Bucks. It really is. But I think we're gonna do it. I'm gonna go Chiefs. Uh, I think that they last week they had a really tough game. Uh, but offensively, they need to show me some things because I think so too. I think this team worries me. This is pretty much a coin flip. Honestly, it's going to be a coin flip. I could see the Buccaneers stalling out, um, on, and they're going to probably play a little bit of man press and see if they can get the Chiefs receiving core flustered. Uh, but I think the Chiefs somehow will probably sneak this one out. Revenge game. I've just been on a revenge tear. I think it's kind of been the theme of my pick, so I might as well just go through with it. Either win them all or lose them all. So I'm going to go Kansas City. I'm going to go 35-34. to 34. What? What did I even just say? I don't know. Uh, just go with it, I guess. Don't turn back. Don't think twice. Just go. There you go. Respect. Last game. Rams at Niners, Joe. Monday Night Football. Rams. Also go Rams. All right, sick. Glad we're in agreement. That was simple enough. Twenty-one to ten. Right? We we've made it over. Twenty-seven ten is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make it twenty-four to thirteen, not fourteen. I don't think I've said that one yet. Twenty-four thirteen. Favor of Matty Stafford. Matty S. Matty S. The real Matty Ice. Oh, I just went there. I just went there. Thank you all for tuning in to this great episode. Been a blast. Me and Joe don't usually get at each other like we did today you know hopefully that was we don't agree on a lot of things but when we do man it's like a bomb got set off yeah it was i almost left the studio and i almost left this podcast it was close i'm not gonna lie it was close but we're still here and we're still going to be back at it with content twice a week and you can turn into our youtube um, and we'll have our some bonus content there, so you can subscribe at the MBSP. Yes, you can follow that information out on our link tree, link in bio, social media, and more. And we'll be back at it next Wednesday with another banger of an episode, another banger of an interview, because we create good stuff. We got good content over here. Subscribe. Do it. Take care, everybody. 